You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe that helps people who feel far from God to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. For more fresh content, check City Tribe on YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook. Enjoy the message and welcome to the tribe. Now here's Humbi Cervera. All right, guys, now during this time of physical distancing in some weird ways, it's made me feel like the old days of summer vacation growing up. There's uh, a lot of time that we have to hang around our house, but also there's a lot of time for intentional relationships. And it reminds me of my best friend from growing up, Robbie Johnson. And you know, Robbie and I have been brothers, uh, like brothers since the first grade. And most days growing up, you would find us with the other person, right? Uh, Every single summer day, we were running to one each other's house, uh, going to go play basketball, or baseball or something outside uh, and really just ending up playing video games and drinking Big Red and eating snacks uh, there at at his house most days. And as we got older uh, in college, we actually coached youth baseball and, and flag football teams. And really it was, it was so much fun. There were some of the best times I've ever had in my life. And, um, it was really cool because I got to coach and, and work with somebody who was like my polar opposite. Uh, you know, he, I was good at kind of being out front and being a vocal leader and kind of being a good rah-rah guy where, where Ravi was really good at uh, combing through data and putting lineups together and thinking through things uh, in a way different way. And it was really one of the first times that I realized how uh, important it was to work with somebody and, and have a good partner uh, in my life. And, and more recently with Robbie, I was able to do something really amazing uh, he actually asked me to officiate his wedding uh, between him and his wife, Stephanie, and it was so much fun, and it was just such a beautiful wedding, and it's one of the, the most cherished memories that I have uh, of my entire life. And, and so when I think back on how this friendship and this relationship started and really how we fostered it, uh, all those summer days, all those video games, movies, the countless number of baseball games we watched together, whether it was in person or on television, uh, they all started the same exact way by somebody picking up the phone and making an invitation. And right now we're actually in the middle of a series called You're Invited. How how lucky, right? And during the series, Lee has helped us understand uh, that the harvest is plentiful, that in this world there are countless distressed and dispirited people ripe for relief and rest. And today, more so than just a few weeks ago when this series got started. And with all these distressed and dispirited people looking for rest, Jesus commanded us to do this daily, which is desperately beg for compassionate workers to go and gather his harvest. So we are committed to beg God to light a fire in the evangelists who say to people, you're invited. Now, when we talk about going out into the world and telling people that they are invited, we want to make sure that we aren't alone in doing it. We want to see, and we see that exactly at work in Luke 10. And there it says in Luke 10, the Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. These were his instructions to them. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Now go and remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. So the first thing that jumps out to me when we start reading through the scripture is the fact that Jesus sent out people in pairs. I mean, the way I see it, if, we're, if there's such a great harvest and there's so much work to be done, why would he split his workforce in half and send two people at a time instead of sending one person to more spots across the land? 
You see, to answer that question, we have to understand uh, the culture of, and the time that Jesus was living in. You see, back then, uh, a lot of people would understand the book of Deuteronomy, where it explains what a trial might look like. And it explains that the threshold of proof when it comes to the amount of witnesses that one needs. And so Deuteronomy 19 says this, you must not convict anyone of a crime on the testimony of only one witness. The facts of the case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. So the way their court system was set up was that one witness wasn't enough to prove anything. They wouldn't just take one person at their word. There needed to be one other corroborator for something to be real. That is why Jesus sent them out two by two. If one person was going to profess the greatness of Jesus and that they were going to need a second person to back them up to prove that that was true. And so if they were going to go and gather the harvest, if they were going to invite people into Jesus' kingdom movement by telling them that the promised king had arrived, well, then they needed to establish the facts that Jesus was who he said he was. In today's world, think of it like this. Think about how powerful it could be if a mother and a father could tell their children exactly what it's like to accept Jesus' invitation to follow him and explain to those kids exactly what it was like and how their life changed when they invited Jesus or accepted that invitation that Jesus gave them into his kingdom. Think about if you and your best friend told all your other friends about how y'all met in a tribe, how you guys were meeting and talking about the things of Jesus, and how now your relationship, your friendship is better and more fruitful than anything you've ever been a part of. Think about the witness that would be to all of your other friends if you can go ahead and share that with them. But you see, uh, going two by two as witnesses isn't the only reason that Jesus sent them out. The other reason that he sent them out two by two was because there was real danger out there. That's what he meant when he said, I'm sending you out as lambs among wolves. So having that second person, that second lamb with you could actually provide protection. And we see that in Ecclesiastes 4. There in Ecclesiastes 4, 9, it says, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. So there was so much wisdom in traveling in pairs. When you made a mistake and fell, there was another person there to pick you up and keep you on your way. When things get tough, and you felt like you were left out in the cold and all alone, there was a second person there to lean on to keep you warm. And for me personally, these two things resonate with me as I set off on my next adventure to go and plant the church. Uh, we're calling the church a kuo because God had been speaking to us throughout this entire thing, and that's the Greek word for listen. So during this time, this, things are kind of crazy, right? Uh, we're not sure what's going on, what's going to happen. This might not be the best time to plant the church. I totally understand that. And so during this time, I've been freaking out. 
But God told me to call one person first, one of our worship leaders, Abel Ortega. And so during this time, I've been sharing with him like, dude, I don't know. I'm freaking out. I'm scared. What are we supposed to do? And so then we sat down and we went and we prayed. And, and as during our prayer, God spoke different things to us. And it was amazing because what he said to me and what was said to him were like the exact other half of what we both needed during that time. So it's because of that, because of this prayer, because of being able to lean on someone who picked me up when I was making mistakes, who was keeping me warm when I felt like I was left out in the cold and pushing me along on this path, it's through that that we're gonna continue with our timeline of July. And we're gonna hope and pray that God or that we heard God the right way, right? That we were listening to him in the best way. So on July 5th, we're still planning on getting things started. And not only that, I'll have Alyssa Ramos on our team. And between the, her, Abel, and myself, I feel like every single spectrum of a personality in a church will be covered in the best way possible. And I'm so excited to see what God is going to do through our church, Akuo, and through all the folks that we're going to be serving and doing life with in the Deco District. Okay, so, so that's one part of the scripture. The other part of the scripture that just totally fires me up is the part about when you get attacked, and when you get attacked, you have to line up back to back, stand back to back and conquer. And, and so it makes me think about my little brother, one of the, the great partners, one of my other great partners in my life. He's actually five years younger than me. So he's, he was like growing up a, a little, little brother. Now he's like maybe like a big, big brother, a uh, big little brother. So anyways, a, as we have grown up together, it, it was always like we had each other's back. We always felt like we had to stand back to back with one another. When somebody would mess with him, I would jump in, right? And, and when somebody would mess with me, he would jump into it. Even if it was a kid that was older than me picking on me, he was jumping into it uh, our whole time growing up. And it was kind of crazy that as we got older, I'm in college, he's in high school. I remember we went to this, this club where we were watching this band, this this rock and roll band play and, and we were standing there in the room and he, he just leaned over to me and he goes, hey, you think that if everybody in this room turned on us and we had to fight our way out of here, we could do it? And I just kind of looked around the room, checked everything out and I was like, absolutely. We could totally do that. And it's because of that that I completely understand how important it is and how great it is to know that you have somebody that you can stand back to back with and conquer. And there are so many reasons that we are at our best in this great harvest that Jesus talked about uh, when we are with someone, right? And that's why this is our big idea for today. In the great harvest, two are better than one. In the great harvest, two are better than one. So now that we have a better understanding of why Jesus sent disciples out two by two, what can we do with it? How does this apply to us? Well, we talk about it here at City Tribe all the time. We want you to know God, find freedom, make a difference, and discover, or discover your purpose, and then make a difference. And during these times that we're in right now, we all need some freedom, right? We need to break free of the fear and the anxiety that almost all of us are going through at some level. And guys, I, I need you to listen to me. I need you to hear me when I say this. You aren't going to get through this alone. Let me say this again. You aren't going to get through this season alone. It's not going to happen. I know that they're saying that we need to be exercising social distancing, but I hate that term. I know that they're saying, what they're really saying is that we need to be physically 
distancing. We might be physically distanced, but socially, we have the chance to be as close to anybody as we ever have in any season. You need at least one person in your life. You need people. And social distancing isn't a real excuse for you to stop making time to talk to people. There are so many ways that we can continue to find freedom together. Now, normally, I would send you guys to go to one of our tribes. Hey, we got something going on Tuesday night or Wednesday night or Thursday night or we got this group over here. That's what I would send you to to find freedom, but we can't do that right now. So what we are going to be doing is starting up Monday. On Monday, we're going to start having tribes meeting virtually online. And so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be putting all of this information for you to join a tribe every single day. You can go to a different tribe every single day, Monday through Friday. Click on a link and you can sit in a video chat with, a tr- with two tribe leaders leading you through a Bible study. And then praying with you, spending some time with you, talking to you and hearing about what you need at this time. And you can find all that information on citytribe.church tribes. So not only that, there's also Facebook watch parties. What we want is for you and a friend to agree to a time to watch our streaming services together and then invite others to watch with you at the same time. That way you can kind of comment and and message each other while you're watching so you feel like you're doing something with somebody else. If we can get people into these virtual tribes and be an intentional community with each other, we can make it through this COVID-19 pandemic with our sanity with better relationships and possibly being even closer to God than we have ever been. We, we can find a partner to invite people and go gather this harvest. We can have unparalleled joy just like the 72 did when Jesus called them. Let's go back to Luke 10 to see that. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. So there was great joy, great excitement felt by these 72 at this time because back then exorcisms would happen in the temple and they could only be performed by these holy men that were separated from the commoners. But now, because of Jesus, here were these 72 ungifted, uneducated people that were casting out demons in Jesus' name. And this was over the top ridiculous for them. What great success they had out there. They were rejoicing about it. But then look and see how Jesus responded to those disciples. In Luke 10, he says, Yes, Jesus told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them, and nothing will injure you. So here's the cool part about this piece of scripture. Jesus, when Jesus says he's given you authority over the enemy, that is plural. The you is not just for one person. The you is like for you, 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 and even for me. We have authority together and they were successful. Why? Because in the great harvest, two are better than one. So I wonder, uh, since they casted out demons, And since we have authority over the enemy and the snakes and the scorpions and we can crush everything that is not God, what would happen if you and one other person during this crisis got together online and prayed? What would happen if you and your spouse 
or you and your best friend or you and your child continued praying together daily, taking up authority over this and all other crises, imagine the peace that you could find. Imagine the way you would be able to fight back against the snakes of fear and the scorpions of anxiety. Now, the joy that the disciples had was amazing. But that wasn't the joy that Jesus wanted them to focus on. So we go back to Luke 10. There Jesus says, but don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. You see, Jesus wanted them to keep their eyes on the most important thing, not what they had achieved, but rather the relationship that they had with him. And it's going to be the same for us. The joy that we can have might be great. It's going to be fantastic and awesome. We're going to be so excited when we get through COVID-19, this pandemic together. That will be great, but that cannot be what our real victory is. The real victory is gathering as much as the plentiful harvest as you and your friend can. It's knowing that you were a faithful worker who invited everyone in spite of the pandemic. In fact, because of the pandemic, it's even more critical that we gather the harvest because people are afraid right now. They want relief and rest. And we should want them to experience it now and for all of eternity. Think of it like this. A lot of us are stressed and scared about the virus and the situation our world is currently in. I get that. But at the end of the day, we can find hope. We can find peace in knowing that Jesus is with us. But not everyone has that. There are people that you know that are going through this thing alone. And that is why we need to text them or call them or video chat with them and tell them you are invited. Tell them you're invited to experience rest, to experience peace, and to experience it in a way that goes beyond all understanding. Now, for some of you that are watching right now, you're watching this because somebody did exactly that. They invited you. They sent you a text. They made a phone call. They FaceTimed you. You saw them with their Facebook party, their watch party, and you clicked on this link and you're watching me right now. And throughout this entire talk, something has been happening. Right now, your heart is beating out of your chest because you understand the words that I'm saying are truth. Because you understand that you need this peace, this love, this grace that I am talking about. And if you want this peace that we continue to talk about, I want you to pray something like this with me. And I want you to know that others are praying alongside you right now. So let's just all bow our heads and pray. If you want that peace and you've never had it before, I want you to pray this with me. Jesus, I'm coming to you right now and I need something else. What I have built my life on isn't enough to get me through. I'm sorry that I've always run from you or blown you off. But I'm here now and I want you to know 
then I want the peace that only you can provide. So right here, right now, I'm saying I believe in you. I believe that you gave up your life for me. That you gave up your life to make up for every single mistake I've made in my past and every single mistake I will make in the future. So Jesus, I don't want to run away from you anymore. I want to follow you the best way I know how. Amen. Now for the people that have been believers, whether it's been for five decades or five seconds, if you are feeling like things are tough right now and you want to lean into God, I want us to pray together right now. So let's bow our heads once again. Y'all can pray something like this along with me. Father, thank you for being with me. Thank you for carrying me through this life. Right now, I just want to stop being overtaken by the snake of fear and the scorpions of anxiety. Father, help me stay focused on you and in your presence. Father, give me a peace that goes beyond all understanding. Father, send me the partner that I need to work this harvest with. Help me tell all the people I know you're invited to experience the same peace that I feel with Jesus. You're invited for that. Jesus, thank you for what you have done for me. I love you. And we pray all these things in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're glad you were part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, check citytribe.church.